Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley here, and welcome to the show. Thank you all for joining us. I'm so sorry about last week I did not do a podcast. I was in a really bad frame of mind, and that is not the point of this. If, uh, if I really have nothing positive to bring you, I'm certainly not bringing you my negativity. I'm going to read something to you because once again, the universe has spoken and today I am just energized and feeling amazing and all because I put some of my habits back into place that I have been a little remiss about, no, a lot remiss about over the summer and I think a lot of it was mental. And the reason I'm just going to read this straight out of the uh, book that I use a lot of the time, this is the meditation book by, by Melody Beattie is uh, it just hit straight on yet again. I was going to podcast regardless. As soon as I got home from yoga, a um, couple of people commented, Shelly, you just got so much energy today and your frame of mind is great. And I'm thinking, actually, I do. And I haven't felt that way for a little over a week. Uh, and then I thought, well, just in case, I'll quickly check the book and see if there's anything aligned since I opened myself up to the universe this morning. And there it was. Guess what the topic of today's meditation is? Energize yourself. I mean, really, can it get any more aligned than that? Don't tell yourself you have no energy. You are energy. Learn to energize yourself. Get up, move around, play some invigorating music. Stretch your arms, stretch your legs, move your body around, get out and walk. Watch children play. They seem to have an unlimited supply of energy. Remember what it was like to be a child. You have an unlimited supply of energy then. Most of us still do. Yes, we do get tired from time to time, particularly with the schedules many of us have. And there are times in our life when less energy is available to us, such as during times of deep grief or during illness when our body is using its energy to heal a physical problem. And sometimes other people and their problems drain us, but sometimes we drain ourselves. That is very true in my life the last two weeks. If you don't feel your energy, perhaps something is blocking it. You may be experiencing some resistance to what you're trying to do. Maybe an old emotion or belief is clogging your circuits. Maybe you've been sitting too long, crunched up in your chair, blocking your own circuits. Maybe you're telling yourself you have no energy so loudly that you have begun to believe it. Oh, I can so relate to that. What about you? These, does this happen to you? Because this is my last week and a half. I have felt very hopeless, exhausted. Now, I did, I did need to rest. I do have fibromyalgia, as most of my listeners know, and I do need to deal with that and ensure that my body gets the proper rest. Otherwise, I can't work. But I really can relate to what the book said this morning about saying it loud enough you are convincing yourself. I've been escaping the last three or four days. Uh, it's a really good week. My husband's traveling. I know that sounds awful, but when he travels, I tend to overwork actually, which is not a good thing. But this particular couple of days so far, I've been escaping. The work's getting done, but nothing extra. And something that is supposed to have been done 10 days ago, and that was to get my coach information for the new landing page, I have literally been blocking. I had no clue what to get him. But I noticed, excuse me, today when I really spent time this morning when I was waking up in meditation, Instead of focusing on the stupid books I'm reading or the nonsense or unhappiness in some area of my life or bitterness, I really just said, okay, let's just think on that landing page. 
what is it I want to say? What is, you know, what is it I want to put out there? And I literally just opened my heart and mind to the universe and said, listen, I got nothing. I literally have nothing here. Uh, talk to me. Let me focus on this problem because I have been avoiding it like the plague. Just avoiding it like the plague. And work has been very busy in the fact that I have just still haven't quite gone over this hump where I'm finished with a couple of clients that need to be, that I'm done with and taking on a new project. And so now I'm overwhelmed again. I'm just, I just, just too much work for my level of energy. And I don't say that in the fact that I'm blocking it. I literally have, you know, I have limited energy because of my disease and I do a lot of things to keep me high functioning and I'm so grateful, but I still need to be aware. And I, as I'm brushing my teeth last night and doing it super fast because I was doing it with a handheld toothbrush instead of my little vibrating thingamajiggy uh, that I use because I have receding gums, I realized I'm looking in the mirror going, you do everything fast. You have got to slow down. <sighs> slow down. Now the problem with that kind of almost dichotomy is I felt like I'm slow. I felt like I'm not getting things done and that I'm avoiding and, and the chore list seems to go on and on. But that's really not the same as slowing down, taking time and effort to, to accomplish what you need to accomplish and to ensure you have the energy to get it all done. Those are very different things. And I hope you can really see what I'm trying to put out there with that. There's a difference between moving fast through life and getting stuff done and moving fast and getting nothing done or taking your time and contemplating and getting a lot more accomplished in a higher level of functionality than there is to be rushing through and literally feeling overwhelmed all the time. So you tend to remember in high school when you just had so much homework and you would look at the books and you would like freeze because you didn't even know where to start. So you did nothing. You got nothing done. That's what I'm talking about. There needs to be that balance. Because with that balance comes the flow of energy. When you are slower, more contemplative, more focused, and more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, specific, it's, that's not the word I'm looking for, but we'll go, run with that for right now. Kind of specific in your focus. It's amazing what you can get done because first of all, you let go of all the shiny objects. And then you're clear on what needs to get done and you quit letting things interrupt you 17 times a day. Yesterday or Monday, I can't remember which day it was, oh my goodness, the things that I let just, the Google searches I was doing in the middle of doing someone's books was insane because I was just like zipping away. It was probably Monday because that particular client is super easy for me. And uh, if there's nothing, I'm just entering and writing checks, it's really nothing. But they're an old folks home, a charity, and I've been looking after them for a number of years. There's really, my, my brain power really isn't that engaged like it is with some of my other projects that I've got on the go. So it's easy for me to get very distracted to go, oh, oh, I need to go find out about that. That's more important. Or, oh, I didn't check on that. Or, oh, I forgot to book that. Or I forgot to order that off Amazon. <laughs> Whatever. It's a million things. But these are the things that cause conflict and exhaustion and confusion and really lack of focus. That's, you know, you need focus. So what was the other thing that changed? I have, have been yelling at myself as loud as I can that I don't know what to do with this website and I'm exhausted and I've got too much work and I've been yelling it at the top of my lungs inside my head. That's not the case. 
I have a loving husband, I have good work and I'm grateful, I live in a lovely home, I have great friends, I have a good support network, and if I would just give my focus to that flipping website for half an hour, I'm pretty sure the universe will give me the answers I'm looking for, but I'm almost scared to. I'm almost avoiding it because I'm scared of what the universe might tell me. I'm in a very safe place right now I'm with my other work and some of the things that I'm doing. And, I, and I'm also a little overwhelmed because I took on a couple things I shouldn't have and part of me just wants to let them go and I, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Some of these, one of these particular things was um, taking on a line of products into my living well business and it's really more than I should have touched. But you know what, you live, you learn and it seems to be a cycle for me. So as I'm, like I say, back to, I'm brushing my teeth, looking at myself in the mirror last night and I'm just whipping through it. Just, I was thinking, oh, oh, you're, you've got to slow down. So what changed in the last couple of weeks? High functioning habits are very specifically necessary for your lifestyle. They are different, specifically different for you than they are for me. My habits include getting my butt up and getting to yoga, which I have not done all summer. Why? Because it strengthens my body, calms my mind, and brings me peace. I went Monday, I went today. On top of it, I've sort of just a little segue, I've put out to the universe that I am ready for something a little more challenging, which is why, although I loathe Monday morning yoga with a passion, uh, it's the only class that particular teacher teaches at my studio. And she's who I go for because she does a yin-yang class that's a little higher level than the restorative stuff I've been doing for the last three, four years. And I want that bit more challenge. Monday mornings are really not the time for it, but you know, I drag my butt there when I, when I can. So what do I need to do? Well, don't be doing stupid stuff Sunday night. Don't be drinking the third glass of wine. Do not be staying up late. Don't read till midnight. You know, those types of things. That requires discipline. One of the habits I've been letting go was I was reading on my e-reader again at night because I was just buried in these books. I do this when I need to escape and when I don't want to face what I need to do. I bury myself in trashy novels or whatever. Some people go watch TV or they sleep a lot or they're feeling depressed. And I was, I was feeling depressed. I even said to my husband, I just had a little rant. I don't know what the point of all of this is. What is the point of life? Like we're just on this treadmill and I, you know, I just go off the deep end. He's, he's so funny and he, he doesn't buy into it. He doesn't encourage it or buy into it. He just puts his arms around me and smiles. And he, cause he knows one thing he knows that I have also accepted in my own life this too shall pass. He doesn't need to fix it for me. That's what 18 years being together is done. He doesn't need to fix it for me. He just needs to let me experience it knowing that in a couple days, this is not how I'm going to feel at all. And he's right. Here I am Wednesday. I was having my little snip fits Saturday or Sunday, probably Sunday. <clears throat> and today I have all the energy in the world, all the optimism in the world. And yoga is bringing in a new class midday on Wednesdays. That's intermediate. And I'm like, yes with a teacher that's been on sabbatical for three months and I've really missed her. I love her style, I love her energy. And she was there teaching this morning, which was a huge surprise. So she's taking over one of the owner's classes on Wednesdays and adding this mid-morning class. Well, do you know what, in my world, that's not everyone's answer, but in my world, that would be awesome because there's days I really just wanna get down to my office for an hour or two, get something that I need done and off my plate. And then I can zip out to an 11 o'clock yoga class. And this one's an hour and 15. It's It's everything I was looking for. And it drops in my lap this morning. Yay. So I like to think I attracted that. <laughs> I'll run with that one. 
And these types of things of changes, getting back into my habits, really do bring a change of mindset. Even just going to yoga on Monday, I could feel the tide turn. I wasn't there yet. I was still escaping the last couple of days with the excess of reading in the evenings and not doing the website. But I got the client work done. It's fine. I'm just looking around my office and my house knowing there's other things that need to get done, but I'm just not getting them done. Adds a certain amount of stress, but at the same token, it was kind of pulling that light to the end of the tunnel. It's like, oh, I can see the light again. And today it just burst right open. It's just, just right open. Back to yoga. Turned off the e-reader. And even though there's a part of me that just wanted to crawl in bed with a book, I was tired. I knew I was tired. Excuse me, sorry. And yet I've been fighting it and just reading. And then, you know, 10 o'clock's midnight. And that's not okay with my body, just FYI. Some of you might do okay with that. That is not a high-functioning habit for me. So I've made myself just lie there at 10.30 at night, lights off, cuddled into bed. And if my mind is racing, fine. I let it race. I acknowledge all the thoughts. I let them run through my brain. Then I start turning the focus on where I want it, where I need it, and let my body settle down. Is this an A-type personality thing? It could be. Maybe, you know, if you're not that type of personality like I am, that may be not your issue. You probably have others, though. It's about identifying what's personal to you, what is holding you back, and ensuring you have habits in place that support a higher functioning life. Okay? We're, I'm in, I just want to reiterate this. This is not about performance. Okay? This is not about going out and creating a multi-million dollar business or you know, becoming famous or becoming rich, you know, whatever. If you want those things in your life, go, go get them. But on a stepping stone, day-to-day baseline, high functioning habits just makes you, no matter what your circumstances in life, function at a higher level and to the best of your capability. Then you can start doing things like listening to, you know, eBooks on high performance habits and, you know, how to work on your sacred gifts and, and just, you know, be better at, you know, taking your strengths and, and turning them into um, maybe a money-earning uh, endeavor or a business. It, it just doesn't matter. Maybe you're picking up a new hobby. Those things kind of come after. If you haven't got a good baseline of just, I'm going to use the term steady eddy. It's an, it's an old expression, but steady eddy. You need, you need a certain amount of foundation, And that's really what high-functioning habits are all about, is building a foundation that you can springboard off of. Then there are coaches and trainers out there that will take you to that, you know, exceptional level if that's, you know, what you desire. But if it's not, and you are just looking for a more fulfilled, higher-functioning life where you can give more of yourself to whatever endeavor it may be, whether it's volunteer work or raising a family or your job or your marriage, that's wonderful. That's my goal here. And that's where I was just losing my focus a little bit this last little bit. I, I wasn't focusing on the right things. And I was literally, what is the expression here? Um, oh, energize yourself. I page turned. Maybe you're telling yourself you have no energy so loudly you've begun to believe it. I just really loved, I just love that sentence. I just, I love that thought process. It's like, yes, because we do. We tell ourselves Self-talk. Oh my goodness. Come on, guys. There's enough books out there on self-talk. I believe I've got a chapter of it in the book that will be on the website when I freaking get off this gerbil wheel of, I, can't, I don't know what to do, and flipping get it launched. That ebook you can download, and I hope you will. Um, and there is a, a little chapter on this. Self-talk is so important. 
I had been doing it for years, for years. I remember practicing in the uh, mirror, you know, 25 years ago with a mantra. It's just, it doesn't matter what it is. What you think becomes what you feel and, or how does that work? What you feel becomes what you think, what you think becomes what you say, what you say becomes a reality. Um, it does. So when I'm focusing on the negative and my lack of energy and how am I ever going to get this all done and why did I do this, then that is what the universe just keeps bringing around me. It just swirls that black energy around me because it's all I'm talking about. It's all I'm thinking about. It's all I'm emotionally feeling. You can't help but attract it at all. In fact, I watched the movie finally. I, I, I love the books. Dan Brown, I, I think he's a wonderful author, and I just love The Da Vinci Code <clears throat> and, uh, and uh, what was the other one? Angels and Demons. Actually, that one came first. And I finally got to watch... Um, What's the third movie they just did? It'll come to me in a second. I'd read the book. The movie was definitely not as good as the book and certainly not as good as the first two movies, but that's okay. Um, it, was, uh, it was still really, really good. Inferno. Those types of movies really make me think and those types of books. I love the intrigue behind it, the knowledge. I also just love those series of movies because I get to go all over the world and learn about history and things like that through a TV screen when I can't get there. And that was get, making me a bit bitter too. We watched that movie Saturday night, I think or Sunday night, and it's like, why? I want to go to these places. There's things I want in my life. And so I was having one of my, oh, woe is me moments. Well, do you know what? Those things are still possible for me. I just need to get out of my own way. You need to get out of your own way. Make a goal. You know, stick to it. Find the way. Focus. One of the things that was put into my coaching group this week was, Focus on the solution, not the problem. And that has been a huge downfall for me this last couple of weeks. All I can think about is the problem sitting on my desk and in my life. Instead of focusing on the habits I've got in place that keep me moving forward so that I can focus on a solution that keep me strong and keep me working towards my dreams. Okay? I hope you caught all that. Uh, because that is what's important. That is what you need to be focusing on. Solution, not the problem. When you focus on problems, all you do is create an, an environment of energy that allows the problem to grow bigger. You know, the mountain out of a molehill. It could be a really big problem. It could be a mountain to start with and you've turned it into a mountain range, okay? Uh, that's, 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 not the, that's not the point. The point is focusing on it keeps pulling the negative energy and more issues into your life. If you're focused on the solution, and I'm not saying there's not times when just like this last week and a half that you backslide basically in, in your habits or in your attitudes, the goal is to always, you know, realize it and self-correct. This is a journey, not a destination. And there's so many times in my life I forget about that. I'm, all, I'm destination oriented. That is how I roll as a innate human being. It is very hard to break out of that uh, for me, you know, out of that black and white, I want to get there. Now there are lots of places in my life. I'm not that way. Traveling for instance, is one of them. Some something that's very different in my husband's and my personality. The second I walk out my front door, my journey has begun. My vacation doesn't start when I checked into the resort or the hotel and I've unpacked my bags. My vacation starts the second I walk out my front door and I leave behind my every day. I make the traveling an experience unto itself. 
If that means I will perhaps spend maybe $50 and upgrade to first class if it's a short flight or business class, or I will um, have a nice cocktail at the airport, bring a good book to read. I don't even care if I'm at the airport for an extra hour. I've got my book, it's my downtime, I have my e-reader. Um, maybe catch up on a few phone calls from the airport, whatever that might be. I make sure the plane ride is as, enjoy as, as enjoyable as possible. I spend a little extra money to make sure my husband's in, a, in, in seating with extra leg room or that there's a bit of food. Whatever that might be, I am in vacation mode the second I walk out my front door. That's very different from my husband who is just gets very tense. We almost have a fight every time we go on vacation. In fact, this is the year that we have addressed that in our marriage. We got right, I got right in his face about it and said, listen, I've talked to your sister. You're both the same. She fights with Al every time they go out the door on vacation. So he is so stressed leading up to it and there's no vacation until he is there. I'm just like, so not me. So we really had it, you know, hard to hard talk about it. And when it happened again, you know, the second time we even we were just going on a road trip, going camping. I said, don't start it. We're literally driving out of the driveway and he's being a, just a jerk. I'm like, don't go there. We are not having a fight where I'm upset and crying or pouting inside halfway through this drive. This isn't how it rolls. And he's aware of it now and he hauls it back. I'm sure it's really tough for him. It'll take him a few years of practice. But he's, we, we made ourselves aware of this situation and are combating it with open communication. Still doesn't change his natural knee-jerk reaction of let's cause a fight, let's be unhappy as we're going on vacation, and let's get there as fast as we can with no enjoyment between then here and there. Yeah, no, not how I roll at all. So that was sort of a learning experience for him. And for me, it's just that's how my mindset works. Get in other areas, I'm all about just, get you know, End of story, where am I going? And forgetting that if it takes a little longer to get there, I'm still gonna get there. I always have in my life. I'm certainly not standing in the same spot I was at 20 like lots of people are. My life, my attitudes, my belief systems, what I've attracted into my life are very, very different in the last 30 years than they used to be. So I know I've grown. I know I've become more aware. I know I have a lot of areas in my life I do not have a knee-jerk reaction of negativity or uh, you know bitterness or envy. Those, a lot of those things I've shut down in my life and I celebrate the good and the possible, possible and the positive. Doesn't mean I don't have bad days and this journey is still a learning experience because it is. I am nowhere near where I want to be in my life some people might say, you're 53, would you like to get there? Yeah, you know what? I was listening to a great ebook the other day. What was I listening to? You know what? I was probably listening to the last couple of chapters of Think and Grow Rich, which by the way, if you think that book is all about making money, you'd be wrong. So I highly suggest if you're an ebook listener, get it on ebook, okay? Uh, I bought one though, there's multiple versions of it, just a little segue, I didn't really like the narrator. I'm almost thinking I should have actually gone with the original narrated by Napoleon himself. Um, but it doesn't matter, it was still good, but it's just a little bit of a monotone. So when you do that, and you, if you've got an Audible subscription, Canada or United States, and or whatever country you're in in the world, listen, they always have a preview, and just see if you resonate with the, um, with the narrator, because there are just, that is a gift, guys. There are people out there with the gift of voice and it's, it's just, it just changes the whole experience. And what one person might find annoying, another person finds amazing. So just test it out. But anyways, 
they were talking about how, what did this gentleman say? A very, very, you know, wealthy man who's older now. They made the comment that a person, they were, of course, it's, it's quite a sexist book. You need to be aware of the time in which it was written. You know, it was written in the last century. So it's, it's very sexist. But the nuts and bolts of it are, the, are, are very true today still. It's all, it is all about the law of attraction in a lot of ways. They talk about how a man really has to come into his own and really doesn't have what's needed until he's 40. And then it's like, oh, we've got intelligence, we've learned self-control, but not 25 or 30, 40. Well, I'm only, you know, a decade off that, so I still, I have lots left to do. I'm also a firm believer because I live in a lot of fear of dementia and Alzheimer's because my family suffers from it. And with my fibro and my lack of mental acuity on some days, I mean, I am very upfront with the fact that I have memory limitations. That's what we call it. And when I'm checking into hotels, or I'm doing things, or I'm dealing with people in business, I am very upfront to that. I said, I'm terribly sorry. I do have memory limitations due to illness. What did I forget? Could you tell me that again? My clients are aware. It's wonderful. I do the same thing with my physical stuff. We're going on vacation in a couple months. I made sure I phoned the resort. I said, I am not disabled in any way, but with too much, I have physical limitations. So this resort is a hundred some plus acres. And I'm like, please do not put me somewhere where I have to walk to everything. It will literally ruin my vacation because I will be exhausted. So when you see me, I look like I sound. I am quite an up and energetic person, but I have to be careful not to overextend because then you will see the other side of that where I am crashed out. My body says, hey, I warned you and you just don't listen and it crashes and there's nothing I can do about that. So other than, you know, being more careful. So I am more aware, I'm more accepting and I'm more open about it with other people. Like I don't hide these things like it's a, like it's um what's the word I'm looking for? A handicap or a limitation. Well, it is a limitation, but it's not a handicap. My gosh, there's people that live with all sorts of things and still have high functioning lives. So for me, it's more of get the people around me on the same page. Uh, manage expectations is a good term. That's a really, really good term. So the people don't expect me to remember everything they tell me. It's never gonna happen. Anyways, I live in a lot of fear of that with some of that as well. So I went off on a tangent there. And I don't want that in, for my life. So I'm, I'm very careful the supplements I take and the um, how I eat, very nutrient dense, and I keep my mind active. And I believe this is a huge part of that. I hope to be podcasting and public speaking into my 60s. Let's face it, that's when I've got the wisdom. And from now to then, and this is the time to share the life experiences it's a matter of keeping myself mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually healthy to keep contributing. That's my goal. And I need to keep moving forward towards that goal and not get lost in the down times or the blacker times or the negative times. Focus on the goal and enjoy the journey. That is definitely, you know, my mantra. It is definitely what I aspire to but lots of times there's a little falling off the track. Anyways, uh, what is the last little bit that she says today? Clear your circuits, push through whatever's blocking you, then get up, move around, connect to life, learn to energize yourself. It's very true. There's very little uh, energy in life without movement. One of the things a lot of people do that have illnesses, uh, especially like my own or uh, types of arthritis or mobility issues, is they don't move. 
and there's nothing worse for you. I mean, the, I, one of the biggest things that's probably changed in medical hospitals in the last 20 years is they do not let people sit in bed for three days any longer unless it's you know really, really serious. The second you are physically able to move without damaging stitches, surgery sites, you know, whatever, they've got you on your feet. And they've realized that people recover better, uh, they heal better, they're mentally more positive, it's a huge part of our, we are, we are bodies that are in perpetual, excuse me, sorry, motion. Uh, even when we're sitting, our cells are working, our body's working, your mind is working. You need to support that movement with good physical movement. Whatever you're capable of, it does not need to mean that you need to run a marathon. Okay, those days are done for me. I, I'm really hoping in the next year on my new protocol, if I could clear enough phosphate from my system and get my body to be able to handle more physical, I want to weight train again. Even if it's just lightly, I miss being strong. But do I look at it and say, hey, I'm probably going to run marathons? No, I've never heard of anybody with fibro actually you know, getting to that point at my age. Not saying it can't happen, but that's, it's not even a desire of mine, so it's irrelevant. Your body is completely capable of being healthy and strong with all sorts of types of, energy, of exercise. Yoga, stretching, light weight training, swimming, walking, hiking. Uh, biking, there are lots of things that aren't like my life used to be of squash, a squash court and rollerblading, mountain biking to the extreme, uh, water skiing, jet skiing, oh my gosh, <laughs> that stuff, I honestly, I don't even really desire it, so it's not even on my radar, but should you desire it, make it a goal. It's you. I've seen people come back from illness and accidents and so much that doctors said, you know, you're not going to get here. These are your limitations. And they just said, well, screw that. I said the same thing when they told me there's fiber patients in wheelchairs. I went, well, screw that. Wasn't happening. There's lots of people with very fib uh, what we call mild fibromyalgia, but mine is quite acute. And um, when you're dealing with an acute disease, you've got to manage things. So in your life, you are going to have challenges. Learn to manage them and have the best functioning habits you can have. Learn to move. When you move, you're, when you move, you're energized. That's why there's a lot of doctors. Uh, sorry, I'm, I know I went off in a segue here. I apologize. But Dr. Bradley Nelson, for instance, that does the emotion code, that does the clearing, he believes we trap up our emotions in our bodies physically, causing pain and disease and that sort of thing. I'm a huge proponent of that. If any of you have ever had a massage or an acupuncture, trigger point therapy, prolo injections, anything where all of a sudden someone's gone into a muscle somewhere in your body and you all of a sudden are bawling your eyes out, that's emotional baggage tied up in your body. That, that's exactly what he's talking about. That's the sort of thing he's talking about. And if you've ever experienced it, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. So movement is very important to keep your energy flowing in your body because without that as well, it's hard to keep the mental positive and flowing. They, it's, it's like a link in a chain. These things tie together. That's why I talk about them in the book. I talk about meditation. I talk about physical activity. I talk about eating well. I talk about your spirituality. There are habits that need to be in place to keep you balanced. And when you are balanced, other areas are affected positively as well. So you're not having to focus everything on one area of your life. When you have balance and good habits in place that keep you positive and keep you moving and keep your energy flowing, you're probably going to be good to go. 
Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.